Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies Night, where we work to give females increased self-esteem, establish a healthy self-identity, and motivate females to obtain high noble character as detailed in scripture. Get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I greet you in the name of God, the Father, God, the Son, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. I pray all is well with you all throughout the land. Whatever you're going through, I pray that you turn it over to God and let God handle it. Uh, Let us humble ourselves and get our minds and hearts right as we go before the throne of God in prayer. Most gracious and merciful Father, our gracious and merciful Lord, we come bow down to you right now humbly before you in the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ. As we're led of the Holy Spirit to give you all honor, all glory, and all the praise, Lord God. We thank you for yet again another opportunity, Lord God, to grace your presence, Lord God, to be used as your vessel, Lord God, to come before your people. Father God, we ask that you rain down your blessings upon us tonight, Father God. Put your hedge of protection around us, Lord God, as we step out into the world through the internet, Lord God, to speak to your people, Lord God, that chains may be broken, Lord God. As we allow your ladies to come on right now, Lord God, to speak to their sisters, Lord God. And pray that something will be said or done, Lord God, to change lives tonight, Lord God. Protect them and guide them, Father God. Watch over us and keep us tonight, Lord God. Let everything that is trying to come up against us right now be cast back down to the pits of hell where it belongs. Bless the ladies tonight, Lord God. Bless the listeners, all the participants, Lord God. And Father God, bless the ministry, Lord God, and everyone affiliated, Lord God. We love you. We honor. We glorify your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Everybody suit up. Put on your full armor, God. It's time to break chains. Y-A-T Radio is signing on. It's breaking chains with the P-31 ladies. We're about to turn the mic over to the ladies in a few minutes. So get yourselves ready. P-31 ladies tonight is signing on on Y-A-T Radio. Let's go. i 
Breaking Chains. Call in live during the show at 858-357-9137. And listen live on our website at youngadultstalk.org. All right, that's the big brother, Dre Williams. Check him out at tightspots.org, tightspots.org. Check him out, y'all. Hey, tonight's show is being brought to you by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. All right, it's time for me to turn the mic over. I'm standing down now, turning over to to our host, our ladies. Uh, Good evening. Uh, God bless you. The mic is all yours now. Good evening. Tonight's show is sponsored again by the Williams Group and Jade Art Enterprise. And welcome to the Peace 31 Ladies Night. Tonight we will talk about anxiety disorders as part of our, as part of our segment on mental awareness and illnesses. So sit back and let's break chains. As you know, mental disorders are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. It is very common where more than 3 million U.S. cases per year are reported. Anxiety, as we know, it is a normal reaction to stress and can be beneficial in some situations. It can alert us to dangers and help us prepare and pay attention. Whereas anxiety disorders differ from normal feelings of nervousness or anxiousness and involve excessive fear or anxiety. Tonight's scriptures come from Psalms 94:19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. As well as Proverbs 12 and 25. An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. And also, Matthew 6 and 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. With that being said, with reading all those scriptures... What does the Bible say about anxiety? Hmm. 
I think it would say, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, do by prayer and supplication. The thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Well, with that being said, what do you think that the Bible says about what do you think the Bible says about anxiety? Well, you know that there are a lot of scriptures about uh, anxiety that that God puts out there, and uh, he, he he lets us know in First Peter uh, chapter five uh, uh, to cast all your anxieties on Him. Because he cares for us, and, and 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 the thing about it is, is that there's so many scriptures that you can, you can uh, uh, read and study on. You know, uh, the Book of John, chapter 14. Uh, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, and he he lets us know not that the world gives it to us, and and but as he gives it to us, and like let our hearts not be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. So the thing about that is, is that, you know. Uh, uh, all of us have to get to a place where we don't get over anxious for anything, and then that when situations arise, that they they don't that put that they, those anxiety feelings upon us, that anxiety spirit upon us, and 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 that's one of the problems that is going on with our with with, with a lot of people today, our brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how to humble ourselves and 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 give things over to Christ. So that, that's where I am with that. Okay. Okay. How do you think the Bible deals with anxiety? I said that, uh, taking it back to Romans 12 and 2, be transferred by the renewing of your mind. And Philippians 4, 6, and 8, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer. And petition with thanksgiving present. Present your request to God. Sister Amy, welcome to the show. How do you think the Bible deals with anxiety? Um, I'm going to say back in, I think it's in, what is it, 1 Samuel, where... I think is it Hannah? I think she was, um, you know, she was upset, worrying about, stressing about not being able to have children. Right. Yeah. And she just to pray about it, and um, eventually she did conceive, have children. Okay. Um. Good evening, Pastor Joseph. How are you this evening? I'm doing blessed. How's everybody? Thank you. Welcome to the show. Um, Tonight, we're talking about anxiety disorders. And uh, one of the questions that I was asking was, um, what does the Bible say about anxiety? Hmm. Amen. Um, 
Um, it tells us about anxiety, how not to be anxious for things or, you know, worry, over worry about things. But to be content, like Paul, he was up, he was down, but sometimes it's a challenge because we're humans. But uh, thank God for the scripture. God tells us that we can overcome it by the scriptures, you know, just by one minute, five minutes, 10, 20, an hour a day in the scripture, we can achieve, you know, uh, overcoming anxiety because we get so overwhelmed by life and so many things that come to us. And so we daily got to pull on Christ for strength. We daily got to get in his word, that daily bread for strength, nourishment, and uh, we can be encouraged because we have the passages of scriptures. And uh, some people, they study the commentaries, which break it down even more. But it say, cast all our cares on him, for he cares for us. And that's a real job. It's a real job, you know, to keep your mind on God because society don't want the young people to have one thought of God. One thought of God. They want to delete every knowledge that they know of God. So it's a real job keeping our mind on the scripture, keeping our minds and staying encouraged because this world system will overwhelm people and cause anxiety. But the best way I found that for myself and other people to be encouraged is by the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I, can I can I ask some let's 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 kind of put let's put our scripts down for a minute let's have a real conversation about this anxiety thing because this this is a serious part of what you brought up last week about your topics when you start saying about the the mental illness and mental disorder um, anxiety actually is a is a major factor in 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 in, in, in mental illness. Because when you when you really think about it, uh, a lot of people are overworked and overwhelmed by a lot of situations and don't even know why. You, you know, because a, a, a lot. Let, let's be honest here. A lot of people claim to be Christian but don't even study the Word of God. They 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 speak of being a Christian but don't even know God. So 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 a lot of people go through situations. And don't have that. Listen, we all have a distant relationship with God, even though we all say that we're so close to him. We all are striving to be close, closer and closer to him, because there's something that we're going to think about. There's something we're going to do. There's something that we're going to say throughout a day that's going to put a, 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 a gap between us and God, because God lets us know that he says that, you know what I'm saying? My ways and your ways are different. The, the, the heavens hit higher than the earth So aren't my ways and my thoughts higher than yours So so the things that causes anxiety it, 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 Are things that we think that we can do on our own Without him when he tells us That we can do all things through him who strengthens us So 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 there are a lot of things that push us Towards anxiety Getting, getting impatient Getting overwhelmed Overworked Mentally so 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 when you when you when you think about that right there and everything that's going on around us what, what do you think of some of the, the the anxiety factors that are put in front of us that are presented to us by the world and how are we dealing with it as Christians How about that Well one issue I could say um this COVID-19 
it has led a lot of people to depression and, and uh, anxiety disorders because um, some of them were put out of uh, out of work. They were depending on uh, their jobs to still be there, living paycheck to paycheck. And then some of them would just quit their jobs and just go out and just file for unemployment, whereas that is about to be stopped. And that is no longer going to exist. But it it has put people in a different mental aspect and um, looking at things very differently. And, you know, I was looking at a, um, a statistic for the, this COVID-19, how, uh, the, how they have um, people with depression and these anxiety disorders. They were saying that 53 million cases of major depressive disorders and 76 million cases of anxiety disorders were due to the pandemic. And that's a lot of cases in the United States. Mm. Mm. And it has come to the point where uh, some anxiety, people are are losing their lives. They're They're shortening their lifespan. Because they're worrying about things that they cannot change. <laughs> so, I w- my my next question would be: Is anxiety is anxiety a leading cause of death? Hmm. Mm. So, Simon, what you think about that? Is anxiety a leading cause of death? I'm going to say yes. It's probably one of the major causes of death also, yes. Although it is stuff, I mean, it's things you can do to kind of help it, but if, you know, you don't seek help or get it, I think it it will do that. Yeah. Lead to death, yeah. What you say about that, brother? Uh, talk to me. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I said, what you think about that? Is anxiety leading cause of death? Yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say yes. I, I, I think that it's not put out there that it is because there's a lot of suicide. There are a lot of people uh, taking their lives, and 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 and, and suicide is 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 a, is a lead from anxiety. You know what I'm saying? People being overwhelmed with situations, uh, uh, mind playing tricks on them, and 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 yes, it is, and 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 it's, and it's growing. It's getting worse. And when you brought up about COVID, uh, uh, that was a that's that those are numbers that you don't hear about. You know, what I'm saying those are numbers that they're not putting out there. And 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 this topic that you're talking about is a topic that people don't want to talk about for real, for real. You know, and that's unfortunate. Pass that on to Pastor Joseph. Pastor Joseph, what you think about that? Is anxiety mm. a leading cause of death? Oh, yes. It's one of the leading causes of death. You have cancer, and uh, heart disease, kidney disease, I hate to say uh, diabetes, things of that nature, and uh, mm-hmm. suicide, as Pastor said. You know, uh, most people, they live with just mental health conditions, 
And so that's, uh, you know, bipolar, you know, depression, anxiety, and uh, for a long time. And so it's so important to keep, you know, kind of talking about it and bringing it up. And I was listening to the radio yesterday, and they was talking about mental health and how important it is to how to uh, just start a conversation on mental health. And it was just real good, real good. Some people, they feel more comfortable when somebody else starts talking about it. Then they can start, uh, you know, opening up more to it. Because some people, you know, they be want to commit suicide. They be want to take their life because they're dealing with something and feeling embarrassed. But, yes, ma'am, uh, anxiety, depression is one of the ten uh, leading causes of death. Yes, ma'am. Amen. And you know what? Um, we've been discussing ever since the month of October started. We, um, Although this is Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Month, but every time I click on the television or I'm listening to the radio, I've been hearing them stressing mental health, mental illnesses. Yes, and TV. telling you to how you can get help. People, there is a, a line, 211. If you need anything to talk to someone, if you need counseling about something, if you need some help with your home, with uh, your finances, with clothing, with anything, 211 is there to help you, to lead, to give you some help. But uh, I noticed that. Um, they're not talking too much about breast cancer, not taken away from that, but their main focus is just on mental health and mental illnesses this month. Also, um, looking at this anxiety disorders, do you know that it is the most common mental illness in the U.S. affecting 40 million adults in the U.S.? Ranging from ages 18 and older. Wow, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Do you think that anxiety disorders develop from a complex set of risk factors, including genetics, brain chemistry, personality, and life events? Sister Amy? Oh, I'm going to say yes. Yes. Why? Um, hold on. Because... I would say genetics... Because, um, whatever. Right in the family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uncommon for someone with an anxiety disorder to also suffer from depression or vice versa? I'm going to say no. I think that I'll, it goes together. Because they're so stressed out about, you know, having anxiety and scared and afraid of something that it leads them to be depressed because you know they might be scared of a crowd or 
you know, scared to go out and do stuff by themselves, thinking people looking at them, or thinking people, you know, getting, thinking people just, I guess, talking about them or looking at them and can notice something is wrong with them. Amen. What you say about that, Brother Joe? Yes, ma'am. Uh, anxiety is a, uh, many people, you know, we still deal with it even, you know, um, even even us, you know, we deal with anxiety like the young lady was just saying, the woman of God was saying, and it's often caused by stress. You know, we be stressing. I remember one time I was stressing my, my insurance lap years ago in my car. I was driving trucks and my insurance lap, I, I was going to get took off the truck. And I was just so stressed. I wanted to drive off a bridge. And I just prayed and prayed. Then I seen a tow truck coming in. I thought it was going to tow my car and things like that. But uh, uh, we could be stressed by working and uh, relationships, exercising, and uh, just learning to relax, you know, and just rest in God. We could we could combat it. We could we could kind of we could fight against it, just resting in God, trusting in God, and and keeping that peace. Thank you. Amen. Brother Rogers, do you have anything to add? Um, nah, not on that one. I just I just think that um, there's a lot of things that 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 just need to be talked about, and 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 we have to learn to just talk about it. You know, we have to be able to um, put it out there about things that we that we're going through. And, and and I think what happens is a lot of people don't trust people, so a lot of people are being overwhelmed with situations because they don't trust no more. Too much is going on. Too many, too much people's business being put on social media. Too many things are being said behind people back, and people don't understand that. You know that you remember the old saying we was growing up: sticks and stones will, will break your bones, but words will never hurt. But you. But yeah. guess what? Ain't nobody using sticks and stones no more. People oh, being hurt by words now. You know what I'm saying? Words is pushing people over the edge. You know what I'm saying? Words are, are, are destroying people's lives. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, uh, the, 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 what you what you're talking about for this month is very serious, and 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 it needs to be talked about. It, 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 the doors need to be open. You know, the, the the pastor used to say the doors of the church are open. You know what I'm saying? We need to open up the doors of the church, and we and we need to be putting the speakers out and letting everybody hear what you're saying. So, so uh, uh, keep doing what you're doing. And you know, we we think that the young people are going through the um, the anxiety disorders and the depressions and personality disorders and all of this, but I find that uh, people are that are mid to up to our age are going through this and they're suffering the most from the age of 30 to 44 years of 44 years of age and I don't understand well I do to a point I do understand why um we don't go out there and we don't seek help like you say uh, people don't want their business thrown out there because they're afraid of what may be what society will say about them, and that's why the numbers are so low as far as getting help. Um, whereas um, others would go get help, be put on uh, 
medication and talk to a psychiatrist, we think that if we go and talk to a psychiatrist, they're going to say we're crazy and stuff like that. But in actuality, the psychiatrist is there to find some to help you find a solution to whatever problems that you have going on and try to put you on a regiment that can help you out. So how do you know if your anxiety is a disorder? The same. And what treatments do they have if you have that disorder? The same. Um, I'm gonna say you have to. Uh, I guess you have to be diagnosed with it. If you go for help, seek help, I guess they can diagnose you with, with with a certain kind, depending on what kind you have. Um, the doctor, I think the doctor can prescribe medications to help some some of them. Right. Do you think that self care or therapies could help? Yeah, I said, do you think that uh, self-care and therapies could help, you know, to get them to talk about what, what's really ailing them? Well, I think that can help, yeah. Okay. So, the jokes, what you think about that? Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Um, <clears throat> glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures in uh, in the book of Jude, Jude is one chapter. Uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 20 says, Beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And uh, I believe it's it's talking about spirit, soul, and body. But, um, you know, praying in the spirit is so important. For believers in time we're living in today and just getting lost in God and just taking out that 30 minutes and just, you know, and just taking your mind to those heavenly places. Um, he say, build ourselves up on our most holy faith with the spirit, body, and soul. But in the natural, it's things that we can do also. Uh, one thing they call anxiety also is food. You know, the food we eat, sometimes we just have to diet but it takes the grace of God, you know, to diet in times like this, you know, to change our diet. But diet is very important, you know, what we eat. We can eat certain food that ease anxiety, but we can also eat certain food that cause it to increase. And you just take the grace of God and just in lining up with God, you know, and just be led by the Spirit what to eat. And it takes discipline. It's, it's, it's a challenge, but it can be done. Uh, what we eat is very important. Amen. And drink. Excuse me. Amen. Um, you know, God is is in the midst of everything that we have going on, and um, but do you think that prayer reduces anxiety? Do you think that prayer can help a person through whatever they they're going through? 
most definitely. Amen. I say yes. Whether it's private or personal prayers, you know, if you're just talking to God on your own, just let him know what's going on and just sit there and just meditate. Just calm down. Just meditate on what's going on around you. It, (laughs) It would work wonders for you. Um, do you think anxiety is a mental disorder or illness? Well, when growing well, growing up as children, you know you you never hear about these things. You know, you would see somebody walking down the street talking to themselves. You know, and be like, "What's wrong with him? Or is he crazy or something?" But you, you know, you look at a person and. This is one thing I've always been taught. Be leery of how you talk to a person or how you handle a person. Because nowadays you never know what that person is going through. You never know what's on their life. I mean, what's on their mind. That's why when you you would cut on the TV and the news, you would see a person going in randomly shooting up their job because they've just been fired or or trying to get at somebody that did something to them. So you just have to be mindfully of what's going on and just be cautious. I I, I wouldn't say as much as being cautious or walking on eggshells, but just treat people and others how you want to be treated. You know, Does anyone else have anything they would like to add? Uh, Go ahead. You had asked a question about, you you were talking about, you know, the prayer, um, prayer and anxiety. Um, One thing about it is, is that prayer changes things. Uh, But in order for prayer to change things in your life, you have to believe that that what, what Mark 11 tells us that God says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So if you have a if you have a, a clear conscience and a clear mind to understand what it is that you are in need of and, and you can ask for it, but you have to believe in God in order to receive it. That's something we was talking about in Bible study tonight. You know about about our faith. You know what I'm saying the trials and tribulations that we go through. The thing about it is, is that this is not questioning anyone's faith or or, 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 or coming up against anybody for real. But but it, you you can tell when someone is really uh, uh, in a relationship with God and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and led of the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Ghost. You you can actually tell. You know what I'm saying everybody comes up against trials and tribulations. But it's about how you handle these situations. That that that's how you can tell because we all go through things. We all have situations, but anxiety and and and, and these type of spirits that overtake you are, 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 are sometimes those that are are just lost. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't get lost like that. Everybody may have been lost, but everybody's not lost today. There are people in the light right now 
that can help people through situations. But but the best thing that I can put in front of anybody is 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 that we got to believe in in, in the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Because Romans eight tells us and, and that likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness. But we do not know what to pray for when we ought to. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So so if if it's it's according on what it is that we want to choose to follow, either 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 the in evil spirits of of anxiety and things that are trying to pull us out of out, or or, or just focus on God and just trust in Him, and, and 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 a lot of people say, well you well well God you you just trusted God with everything. Well well we're supposed to. God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of His righteousness, and all things be added to you. So it's it's according to what what we choose to follow. The choices that we do make with our lives. Thank you. Amen. Uh, so, if we encounter a person that's going through anxiety disorders and they're not ready to talk about um, the issues they are facing, how do what oh let's see uh what do you think that you could do to help them muster through this anxiety Amy um I would say try to get them to talk about it you know try to let them know you're there for them um uh, maybe you can I don't know if you could say anything to them like you know I see you like you're going through something, you got a lot on your mind, you're like stressing a lot. Kind of, you know, try to maybe keep them calm to see if you can convince them to maybe see a doctor or I guess keep them just see, you know, try to see if they open up and talk, I guess, and let you know what's actually going on with them. And if not, just try to let them know that you are there as a friend, you know, you better help them do anything and let them know that you care and that you love them. And that might kind of help bring it out where they're trusting, you know, wanting to let you know what's going on or see if you can offer help. And they tell you what is really going on with them, what they're going through. Amen. Pastor Joseph. Yes, ma'am. It's, it's some things that can help anxiety. Um, I know it's some breathing exercises. It's uh, some relax. The, a good thing that can help it instantly is like relaxing. And you got to really uh, walk in authority with your body. You got to tell your body that uh, is not in danger right now. You know, I trust God. Like Pastor was saying, God got me. You know, you got to know God be with you. Who can be against you? Sometimes you got to say it a hundred times a day, and it might be that hundred times that person might believe it. But you got to, you know, uh, it's some things that we can do ourselves. It's uh, almost like a self-diagnosis, like the woman of God was saying. If we could, we could diagnose something, we could diagnose ourselves with it. Our posture we have, you know, getting good rest at night, get good sleep. It's some things that we have to we have to do ourselves, you know, as a responsible God expect us as we mature in Christ to, you know, do certain things. You know, as a babe, you know, he covers with his grace, his mercy, and he still does. But as we mature and get older, it's some things that he expects us to do as speaking the word of our life. He told us to put on the whole armor of God. It's some things that we have to do. And uh, relaxing and telling your body, you know, God is in control. I'm not in danger. You know, I'm going to be okay. I'm not helpless. I'm not abandoned. I'm not by myself. 
and just speak into that that body in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why do you think that people do not receive treatment for anxiety? And I'm saying, um, maybe a lot of times they don't really want nobody to know that they're dealing with them, that they, you know, something's going on with them, that something's wrong with them because they feel like they're going to be judged or, you know, just embarrassed or they think they so strong or, you know, think they don't need nobody to help them because they can deal with whatever. You know, I got this. I don't need no help. I ain't going to tell them I'm something wrong with me. You just kind of pretend like they normal. Yes. I would say probably, like you say, uh, embarrassed. Uh, denial. They want. They don't want to accept that they're going through this. And um, so, what? What doctor do you think would be the best doctor for a person that is going that is dealing with this type of disorder? Uh, I'm gonna say like they probably need like a psychiatrist, maybe a psychologist, somebody who will sit and listen to you. You know where you could talk to them and. They'll sit and listen and kind of change your negative outlook into something positive and show you how to, you know, stay positive about it and how to handle the situation better by at least talking about it and coming forth to admit that you do have a problem and there's something going on with you. Right. Amen. Um, do you know of any other mental, uh, I would say, mental health? services or other than 211 that could help a person out if they needed to talk to someone um, um not right off but I mean it's right. different programs that you can call I'm not really sure if it's something that's specifically out there for that like just a number or something you can call besides the one you get but I guess the doctor could probably point in the right direction of, you know, maybe peer group, a support group or something. Mm-hmm. People that's dealing with the same issues, maybe you could sit around and talk with them, you know, go start going to those meet people and see, you know, there's other people out there just like you. Maybe that'll help you open up more about your condition. And you see that you ain't right. by yourself and you ain't alone doing it, dealing with it. So I wonder, what would um, if children can suffer with this anxiety disorder, well, most you know, it, I think it's I think kids huh. can suffer from it by just being around their parents and if they're dealing with something, you know, kids mm-hmm. pick up on a lot of things. And depending on the environment that they're in, I guess. So, yeah, I do think they can suffer with it and deal with not know they have it or know something going on. Because they may just be acting like, you know, they see the people around them acting and not know there's something wrong. Hmm. So, we know that um, anxiety disorders are a type of mental health condition. So, that means that anxiety makes it difficult to get through the day sometimes. But I feel like if this is holding you, you have to push through some things and know that that God is there with you, helping you fight through these battles. 
it's it's it's, it's kind of complex. I know that uh, our overseer is on the phone, um, Dr. Kemp. Do you have anything you would like to say about? Uh, we're discussing um, anxiety disorders tonight. Do you have anything you would like yes. to add? Um, I just think everything that was said was very well stated um, with the anxiety disorders that we um, have. And I, I, there's several different ways that you could go. And I, I was listening, and I've been listening for quite some time when I got out of Bible study. And uh, anxiety could stress you out so bad. You know, you could have heart arrhythmia, you could have high blood pressure, and so many other things. But, you know, uh, when when you're suffering with anxiety disorders, you know, you have to be, take good things to take your mind off of what you're doing. You know, like doing some things, just something to take your mind off of several times a week, you know, do things that you go to a movie, visit friends. Don't just sit by yourself and go into the pity pot. Don't go into it. It, it could be a, a family problem or, or things like that. But you can't just do that. And I was listening and it, it, we talk about going to the Lord, and that's where we go. But the thing about it, if you don't have that personal relationship with God and you don't know the Lord and you don't believe in what the Word of God says, then it's hard to go to the Lord. There are seven important things, you know, about it, because you could go to your friends and you could uh, talk with your friends, and, yes, you you. Uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, and you could have a, just a Christian counselor could help you, but we need to, if you have a close friend or a family member that that noticing what you're going through, you could go talk out your problem with them. Yeah, I, and, 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 and in college, I took some, uh, I think two courses with two courses in psychology, but I learned that you when you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they only know a few questions to ask you, and you pretty much answer it for yourself, what's going on with you. The Bible gives several answers, but I would, if I can't reach a person, I would tell them to go to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and what they would do is ask these catch questions, and the person would really uh, tell them, well, I've been to the military. I'm going through a divorce. I uh I, I, I've lost my job. Uh, they're about to cut my check. My house was damaged during the hurricane. I don't have insurance, uh, different things like that. And, you know, you could have someone to let them know that people are going to go through these things. That doesn't stop the storm. Jesus never stopped the storm, but he was in the storm with the people that was going through it. I have... Uh, some things in my life, I think I stated it before, that uh, uh, about like stress but anxiety, I was having panic attacks by some horror that I experienced in my life. And uh, I didn't know what it was, but I know that different times at night I would get up and have to stand outside to catch my breath 
and do the little breathing techniques and, you know, to control my breathing and try to relax myself. Uh, I had to do it. I had to do those things. But then I, I expressed my feelings to uh, my general practitioner, and he talked with me, and he was able to direct me in, on the right path and found out that a traumatic experience in my life was uh, had me with uh, taking panic attacks. I never knew what was going on with me, but it took me to, for just to reach out to someone, and so they was able to help me with it. You know, I think, I, like I said, I, I talked about it before, a traumatic experience I went through. Uh, but we go through all types of experiences in life, and I, I was listening, you know, they were saying one of the top killers. It may not be cancer. It may not be a, a, a lung disease or a heart problem. But stress and anxiety causes heart problems. Call arrhythmia or the angina, your heart the beating bad, funny. And some of the stress is passed on through kids at birth. So I, I think that once we learn to really build a relationship with God, so many individuals could do it by having a strong relationship with God, but so many individuals don't have that strong relationship with God, which most of us may have that strong relationship with God and could go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to remove these things. And, you know, and He they say he's faithful and just. To, to, to forgive us if we stressed out about things that we did in our past or whatever, what we're going through. Uh, God, God is just, he's a just God. And he won't put on us when he say more than we're able to handle. And I truly believe that. And I believe that there's nothing new under heaven. Whatever happened to me has happened to hundreds and thousands and millions of others. He took my mother, he took your mother. He took my father, took the father, took my sister, my brother. Is he taking them from me, you know, and things like that? Grandkids been 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 a total of what about what, seven bullets been in my grandkids, and all they living and getting around good, but uh, it happens, and I have to go along. I have to just pray and stay strong for them. I worry, but I have to stay strong for for, for my family and let them know to depend on the Lord. And I refuse to allow things to stress me out. We can allow ourselves to be stressed out. We, you, you hear what I say? We could allow ourselves to be stressed out. When you just have faith that life, we have to live life on life terms, that there are people that think that everything in life is going to be perfect. But Jesus said, in me you'd have peace, but in this world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for behold, I have overcome the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In other words, no matter what the world could throw at you, there's something greater in you. Also, when it says, in me you would have peace, through the word of God will give us a peace that will surpass all understanding. But it said, long as we're in this world, we're going to suffer the vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs. And those ups and downs are the things that cause us to have anxiety attacks and be stressed out. Uh, a person with kids and don't have a job, you wondering where the next meal or where, who's going to pay your, your, your rent or, or why you're going to find something for, for that. And I heard uh, 
Sister Sonia, she was talking about how several guys that went back to work because they got fired. And um, I, 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 I remember uh, I, I went through something at Exxon uh, Refinery, and I, I was uh, told there was exiting me from the gate. I got fired by the performance report, and it wasn't because I wasn't doing the work. It was because of a racial thing. And they had heard about something I was involved with in my past. And they were trying to get rid of me. But three three other Caucasians had told me what was about to happen. And they told me to take notes of everything that I do. The only way I could beat people is in black and white. So I took notes of everything that I, I, I uh, all the jobs that I was working, machine parts and, you know, building parts for pumps and things as a machinist. And, uh, they still were able to fire me, and the guy was walking me to the gate. They gave me the bad performance report, knowing that I didn't deserve it. And I told him, I told him because I was about to take one of those stairs like some of the guys do and hurt someone. And I told him, I said, he was supposed to uh, walk escort me to my car. I told him, I said, I think it's you take food out of my kid's mouth. I think it's best for you to turn around and go where you came from. And he he exited real fast and he went back. But nonetheless, I got my job back because I, I did what these other white guys told me to do. I, I beat them in black and white because nothing I ever made, all the times I worked on the job, they couldn't, I, it was good. So I was able to get my job back and they said, but they didn't uh, punish the guy for writing me a bad performance report. They made it as a personality conflict and that simply means the person uh, didn't like me, didn't like who I am. Your characters will make you who you are. And uh, I, I, I was stressing because I had a family. I had two kids I was in a, that I was trying to take care of. And I know how that, that, that it become very problematic. But we go through it, the ups and downs in life. And if we have our faith in God, but... I would tell anyone as a as a person that does a lot of counseling myself, when you get to too far and you're too stressed and I know you may not have the faith that I have and that others have, I refer them to to a professional. Because then you need a professional to try to build on it. Because uh I have I've taken a lot of Christian counseling, I've taken some regular counseling courses, but there are some people that professional who have masters and doctors just specifically in that, and God gave them the gift. Sometime in the church today, we don't give credit that to the doctors that God have given those gifts to to look out for us, and we think that just we're going to put our hands on someone, but God have given man the ability to to to, to treat cancer and heart disease, lung disease, all types of disease. God has given us those gifts, and we need to rely on what God has given to man to do. We could extract all kind of medicine from all kind of plants, which God gave us. So it, it's, it's, we have to rely on the people that God has given certain gifts to. We look at a, a, a healer as being somebody in the church going to lay their hands on you, and God have treated, gave them the idea of medicine, how to make the the medicine that we need to uh, uh, to to, to uh, treat the different problems we can. 
I'm a, a firm believer. I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to get I believe that, that the majority of African-American kids are, are damaged goods, especially those that live in the hood. And we don't understand what a mental illness is until it comes up by the way they think and the things that they do. If you ever notice that if it's a car wreck or a bad accident at a white school, they're bringing counselors to talk to the kids. All you have to do is, is get a symposium at a at, in a school auditorium where you have black and white kids and ask all the black, ask, just ask the question, how many in here have gunfire mostly every night and just about all the black kids, they show they're going through traumatic experience. They will raise their hand. How many of you seen a dead body where someone had been killed? Most of the black kids going to say they have. That is something that's inside that kid, the rest of that kid's life. No counseling or anything. The kid believes that it's a do or die world. And that kid is stressed out because that kid is in a survival mode. But we do not look at it as that. So the church is a hospital for spiritually sick people. God bless you. Thank you very much. And again, uh, Sister Sonia, I really enjoyed y'all having a really powerful, powerful um, night tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kemp. I have a question for you. Um, Do you think that anxiety disorders can have serious effects on Yes, I, I think that they can have serious effects. They could be a cause of a, a lot of time you miss a lot of sleep, and at the same time, your 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 your, your resistance are down, and you could you could you could come overwhelmed with different diseases. Like I say, too much stress. You know that we had a saying they say pressure busts a pipe. It'll break you down, and if we don't treat it or if we don't notice in our family members and try to take them to movies, try to take them to football games, things that they like to do to get their mind off of what they're going through. And there are different quoting mechanisms that we could do to try to get them if it's just easing their mind. And after you get them to ease their mind, they will get them to open up. And we have to find out being being the individuals closest to those that's really going through those problems. We need to find ways or avenues to get in and talk with those individuals and find out what can we do. And if not, sometimes you have to do an intervention before it gets too late. They have a guy, he had killed a, he killed a state police and he shot another policeman and he killed some other people uh, that they just got here uh, recently. And, uh, the guy has mental problems. We don't have the facilities to here. I know in Louisiana, our one of our governors closed down some of the mental institutions that we had, and and, and what he what he did, he just opened up a can of worms. You have a lot of people uh, walking around with mental problems, and you can see them on the street. You know, uh, homeless people uh, begging for money, and you can look in their face and tell that they're suffering with mental problems. 
And I know uh, for a young lady come to the church that I pastor from time to time, she walks the street naked, I mean, in her birthday suit, and they're not locking her up. Lord, have mercy. She came to the church and, and laid on the front pew and laid down like she was in a bed. And I simply asked her to, uh, she couldn't do that in, in the church to sit up because I don't want to stop her from trying to come to church. But as she was exiting the sanctuary, she turned the lights on. And sometime when we're having class, she would come, and I don't want her there begging people for money. And I have to have, have to live, live, leave, but it's hard to reach her because her mental state and the drugged-out state that she's in, you're not going to reach her. But she needs to some very professional help, and she needs to be in a mental hospital. I mean, if a person thinks that they could, you know, and, she, and she, she, she's not there. I don't know. She could play the piano a little bit, and she could sing. And every when I first started allowing her there, was uh, she tried she she tried to pull a trick on me. And when I was driving to church one uh, Sunday, she ran in the middle of the street and stopped me and said someone had raped her. Me being the person I am, I tried to get her from out of that neighborhood, and then she asked me to take her by this place that she could get tested for AIDS. I forgot the place was closed. I drove up to the place that was closed, and when I asked her to exit my vehicle, she started propositioning me, and I went like, oh, no, 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 no. And then she wouldn't get out of my vehicle. I, I drove to uh, the church that I passed, and I got my security guard during that time. We had a security guard. I had to get him and uh, one of the ushers to get out of my car. She got out of the car, and she went inside the facility, and then she started coming to church there. And we huh. tried to uh, minister to her, but she has some mental problems that's bad, and um, I don't know what type of spirits that she have on her, but whatever it is, they've overcome her. And if you don't have that power from within, you're not going to be able to make it. Some people can get, get past it and some can't. Uh, I would just, just say that uh, the job that you're doing right now, and the bad part about it is the people that need to hear what you're talking about, Sister Sonia, are not the ones that's listening. They, they refuse to tune in. And they'll benefit where they'll, they'll, they'll learn from different individuals that's on program that's speaking out tonight. We we have to invite them to listen in so that they can get what you're trying to uh, uh, get over to, to people. So uh, I just would tell you, keep up the good work. Amen. Thank you. We're at the top of the hour. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to open the phone line. So if you have any comments, questions, or just want to give God a shout-out or some praise, give us a call at 858-357-9137. Tonight's show is sponsored by the Williams Group and JDR Enterprises. One of the most difficult things to do is find yourself in a storm and 
While in that storm, it seems like everyone who you thought you could count on has, has walked away. Sometimes it seems like even God himself has forgotten about you. But in spite of that, to still be able to lift your hands and say, Lord, I trust you. trying to convince you that there's no way you can make it out and he says you're not going to be able to get out of this situation but I wish somebody would make the devil out of a lie right now and lift your hands and say God I will trust you I don't know how you're going to do it I don't know when you're going to show up but God I know you're going to do it God I know you're going to bring me out come on if that's you come on lift your voice and say I will oh that's right I'll trust you hallelujah oh God I don't know when the pains go in God, you wouldn't put more on me than I can bear. So I trust you in spite of what I see, in spite of what I'm going through. I trust you. God, you've never left me. I know you love me. That's why I trust you. Come on, why you take it up? I had my heart broken. I made some mistakes. God, you still kept me. Oh, God, you're faithful. You see what? 
Want to break chains in your life? Give us a call at 858-357-9137 and let your voice be heard on YAT Radio. Thanks, big brother. Tonight's show is sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadar Enterprises. We're going to give our closing remarks. So the floor is now open. So go ahead and give your remarks if you have any. Sister Amy. Um, I'm going to say let's just kind of keep looking out for everybody and for each other. Um, If you feel like it's a problem, try to help a person, encourage them to pray, and try to bring them to the Lord. Those are my comments. Amen. Pastor Joe. Amen. I'd just like to say uh, it's it's some ways that we can to reduce anxiety, you know, as God called us to be problem solvers. In time like this, you know, encourage somebody that you see, you know, to go work out. You know, you got to stay active. You see people as senior citizens, you know, they go through a lot. And uh, try to get them to stay active as much as possible. Uh, it's good for your physical health, but it's also good for your emotional health. You know, that anxiety and all that, uh, uh, no drinking, no smoking, things of that nature. You know, alcohol, smoking, uh, coffee. Coffee is it's not good also. And I just say get a lot of rest as possible. Meditate on the Word of God. It's so important to relax. Yeah. You know, ease, rest in Christ, Jesus, if, if possible. And I like to say this. It depends on, you know, where certain people at. If a person is not real spiritual, or real worldly, <clears throat> you might have to take them to professional help. Uh, my uncle, he's in somewhere right now in the facility getting help. He's he kind of real. But if you're real spiritual, you could tap into the spirit of God. You can do some biblical things and get set free in Jesus' name. Stay active. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kemp, Dr. Kemp, would you like to have any final comments, remarks? Okay. Unmute, Pastor. Sure about that. <laughs> uh, I said I really enjoy what Pastor Jackson said, you know, how true it is about exercise and, and doing Pastor certain Joseph. other. Excuse me? That's Pastor Joseph. Yeah, Pastor Joseph. I'm very sorry about that, Pastor Joseph. But uh, I really enjoy what he said, and I, I totally agree with him. Uh, we have to understand that a lot of it comes from uh, passed down heredity and you're more susceptible for those breakdowns and other things by chemical imbalances caused by, caused us to have, um, what's wrong? We have abnormalities in our brain, neurotransmitter called gamma, gamma butyric acid, which caused us to have imbalances in our brain. And that people that have these imbalances, they notice the more, likely to when they go through stressful situations to have these breakdowns. But we're so afraid to seek help because we we don't want to label people instead of saying having mental a mental disorder, we say that the person is crazy. That man's crazy, that lady's crazy. And so that stigma rings out to them. And we need to watch the way we speak things to people and that and let them know that Anyone can have it, go through those problems. And if you've been, most of the guys that have been in the military, uh, 
even if it was Vietnam or uh, uh, Afghanistan or uh, Iraq war, in stressful situation, they suffered with it. Some people could handle it better than others and things. For, for years, I've, I've, I've heard that I, I've, I've been through some stressful situations because the way I carry myself, no one knows. But I knew, and my wife knew, that I would I would wake up and just go stand outside for a while. And why are you up? Why are you doing this? And I really didn't have, during that time, I didn't have an answer until I was able to go to uh, a doctor. But I was then I had faith in God, too. So I was able to, to pretty much uh, deal with it through my faith in God. But I also told a, a doctor about what I was going through. And he was able to help me out with that situation. But nevertheless, I would say depend on God. And if you can't help a person, a family member, be there for them, help as much as you can. And if you see you're not able to really reach them, try to go and get professional help. God bless you again. I think you're having a wonderful program. Sister Sonia and everyone else that have spoken tonight, you spoke so well. God bless you. God bless you as well. Pastor Roy, go ahead with your final comments, please. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you. Um, there's not really much to say. Everybody said everything. I, I just want everybody to just be encouraged. Uh, just just keep looking to the hills from which come in your help. Your help comes from the Lord, and 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 we have to keep we have to keep stressing that. We have to keep putting that in front of people. Uh, to let people know that, you know, that, that God is there. You know, when nobody else is there, God is always there. He'll never leave nor forsake you. We would have to, con- we would, we would need to continue to stress that to the people. But also, you know, be a listening ear. Uh, we have to stop being so uh, critical and, and, and judgmental. Uh, and, and then we got to stop putting ourselves in other people's situations. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can come up to you and say, you know, I'm going through this and you, I'm going through that. And and the first thing that comes out of mouths is is that, yeah, you know, I went through the same thing. Let me tell you how I handled it. How you handled it may not be the way that they need to handle it uh, because Amen. they're not you and you're not them. So we have to make sure that Amen. we're being very careful about that because that, that, that in itself can lead people down a road of destruction. And we have to be very mindful of that. If we're going to call ourselves children of God, and we represent in the kingdom of God, that's what we need to do, and that's the way we need to act. You know what I'm saying? It, nobody said it was going to be easy. Christ didn't tell us it was going to be easy. So uh, we, we have to make sure that we, we, we stay up on the word and we stay focused as much as possible so that we can be a help to each other, but also a help to others. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Now we will have our little-known black history fact and our wellness check. Tonight's known black history fact is Dunbar Apartments. Harlem Dunbar Apartments was specifically built as the first cooperative building complex marketed to blacks. Named after poet Paul Lawrence Dunbar, the apartments were home to notable figures like W.E. Du Bois, a. Philip Randolph, explorer Matthew Henson, writer County Cullen, and entertainer Bill Bojangles Robinson, among others. 
John D. Rockefeller Jr. built the Dunbar between 1926 and 1928 as part of a growing response to housing reform. The buildings housed working middle-class families and featured perks for mothers and families on its ground. As an inexpensive alternative to raising rents and mortgages in the sprawling city, the Dunbar Apartments thrived. That is the little-known black history fact, the Dunbar Apartments. Our, wel- Our wellness check for tonight is three signs of polycystic ovarian syndrome. According to the CDC, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, is one of the most common causes of female infertility, affecting as many as 5 million women of reproductive age in the U.S. PCOS is considered a chronic health condition with issues that can be begin during the teenage years and exist beyond the typical reproductive years. Complications of PCOS can include infertility, gestational, diabetes or pregnancy, induced high blood pressure, miscarriage or premature birth. Non-alcoholic liver inflammation caused by fat acclimation in the accumulation in the liver. High blood pressure, high blood sugar, and abnormal cholesterol or triglyceride levels that signifies increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. You can learn more about polycystic ovarian syndrome and read at blackandfit.com. Don't forget to drink your eight glasses of water every day, which equals about two liters or half a gallon a day. I'd like to thank you for listening to our show tonight on anxiety disorders. I hope something was said that shed some light on this illness and broke change in your life. Sister Amy, can you um, pray us out, please? Father God, we just want to say thank you for allowing us out to be here. The ones that joined, the ones that couldn't join, want to say a prayer for them, and hopefully next time they'll be able to come out. Hope we gave some good information, Lord, that people retain this, and the ones that are listening, let them know that there is help out there. There are people out here that do care. Lord, we just ask that everybody just uh, pray for each other and try to bring more people to Christ. These best new acts in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Men of Valor, we break chains. YAT Radio, we winners, y'all. Don't ever forget it. We love you. Good night. Oh, yeah. Ha, listen. I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. Who's going to stop me now? Yeah. Put your hands in there if you a winner, winner, winner. This the hand clapping can't help but move glad, glad music. You might as well put a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Hey, listen. I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. Who's gonna stop me now? Who's gonna stop me? Yeah.
and I'm leaning and depending on you. I'ma do what I gotta do, despite all hell breaking loose. Gotta trust you and I declare. I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. Who's gonna stop me now? Who's gonna stop me? Yeah. Don't Come rightly. identity and noble character you can always get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash yac radio that's breaking chains where we leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence thanks for turning us on this evening just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.